Joining us in the Country Crossover this afternoon is Jamie McKay. He is the host of the Country out of Dunedin. Jamie Buxfizz, making your mind up. How's things? Yeah, well, not bad, Andy. Didn't they? Did they win the Eurovision or something with that? I'm just scrolling through my book, my Bible here as we speak to find out some more about Possibly Buxfizz. 1982, 1983, I'm thinking. I just remember that song when I was a wee kid. might have been on RTR or all the likes. Well, I can. you're not a mile away. 1981. There we go. UK male and female quartet. No, they didn't win. They didn't win Eurovision. I thought they might have, anyhow. Yeah, they were just sort of a poor man's ABBA, weren't they? Uh, I'm not sure. I think they're more of a one-hit wonder. There's a few <laughs> of them. 80s theme today, that's what we're going for. 80s just bangers from just random songs, more or less. Um, I'll tell you what isn't... Do you, ran- watch, do you watch MTV Classic? Yeah, I do. Sky I- Channel 123? Oh, yeah, I do watch that occasionally. It's quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um... Geez, let's talk about it again. Another week, another government implosion. Yeah, well, it's uh, they're they're leaking like a sieve, and they're going to sink like a ship, like a torpedoed battleship. Shortly, everything's going wrong. There's some serious, serious issues uh, ar- around the leaking. And look, I'm not sure. It's it's interesting taking the GST off fruit and veggies is, and this is how desperate they are to win the election, Andy. It's actually a very popular. Um, policy, if you want, with the electorate. They've polled it and something like 70% of the people think it's a good idea. And in theory it is, but it's so difficult, uh, it's so impractical and difficult to um, put into practice. Uh, we've talked about this one before. What is? How do you draw a peg in the sand between what is a fruit and what is a vegetable and when is it a fruit and when is, is it a vegetable? Tomatoes. The, well, the, the compliance of it all, and you know, if it's uh, uh, if it's a if it's a tomato and a sandwich, you buy at a cafe. Does that then do you take the GST? Or, there's all sorts of connotations. I won't go through them, but honestly, I think it's a stupid idea. There's and Grant Robertson said this himself. He's the minister of finance, so this is Chippy making another captain's call if they are going to do it. And Grant Robertson said there's much better ways to target those most in need, and he's dead right. But it's been leaked. Nicola Willis got a hold of this policy she's claiming. And on TV this morning, Ginny Anderson, and um, she was being grilled by Ryan Bridge, saying, what's happening with the GSC? She goes, I'm not, I'm not answering a question that isn't actually coming to the mainstream yet. And he just went on at her. It was really quite comical, the way she just tried to keep a straight face, keeping the game face pretty much, as he did the interview. And he got nothing out of her. But you could just tell Erica Stanford was beside her pissing herself because she knew what was going on. But it was just comical TV. Yeah, well, the the government is comical at the moment, Andy. Um, I, I honestly, for the life of me, can't see how they can survive or win this election. I think the next poll will be really interesting, the next election poll, because we'll obviously have um, the tragic shooting in Auckland, that, which is a, a really a law and order issue, let's face it. And then you've got the Kerry Allen debacle and then the... Uh, then, then the leaking and then the spats between David Parker, Grant Robertson and Chris Hipkins. They look like they're imploding. Damien O'Connor, in your interview with him the other day, blaming farmers for the demise of Walmart, at least, I thought that was pretty ignorant. <laughs> it was interesting, wasn't it? Oh, poor old Damien. I, I chat to him and I think that interview on Tuesdays, it was like train wreck radio in some ways. I'd... I honestly get the feeling that he doesn't believe half the stuff he's saying. He's towing the party line. Yeah, like, and I, I just think he's, he's an Irishman up for a scrap, but I think he chose the wrong 
fight to pick, if you want, with the wall. To say that farmers, it's all farmers' fault for voting out the levy, well, how do I say this? Um, it's arrogance. It's downright arrogance. Whether he <laughs> believes it or not, why say it? Well, he's trying to defend the situation and explain why wall's going no good. But as, you know, many of the people who texted into the show said, um, they are actually paying, paying a marketing levy to, to the likes of uh, uh, Marino NZ. And even um, even uh, the likes of some of the, the wall brokers, the wall merchants, you know, part of their fees, part of their profit are being used in marketing. I don't believe that a 2 or 3% wall levy uh, which would bring in bugger all at the moment because wool's worth nothing, is going to do that much. What we need to do with wool, and people are trying, is find some meaningful widespread use for crossbred wool. That is the problem. We've got to be able to find those uses and make it viable. It's a real shame. Uh, football ferns on Friday. Tell you what, this whole competition, to a degree, got blown open last night with the um, Australian women's team losing to Nigeria 3-2. I recorded that and just watched it quickly. Uh, the goals this morning. All of a sudden, we face a proposition of both co-hosts being knocked out in the first round, which wouldn't be good for the tournament. No, well, I think Australia or the Matildas are one of the favourites. Yeah. Look, I, I honestly haven't followed it that closely, Andy. Like you, I'm going along on Sunday night to see the football ferns play Switzerland. It's going to be it's going to be a really good occasion. I think Forsyth Bar Stadium is sold out, and whether you like football or women's football, it doesn't. Well, when I say it doesn't matter, this is uh, international sport. Uh, it's a World Cup. Get along and support it. I think. Um, I just hope. I hope the football ferns can win or draw because I think a draw will be enough to get them into post-section play. And then we don't expect them to go too far then. But it would certainly be the making of the tournament. I think they did so well to win that first game, but just the op- the occasion. I spoke to Jason Pine on Wednesday, and he seemed to believe the occasion got to the girls when it mattered. So it's, oh, it's got to be epic, though. Just the occasion. That's why we're taking the boys. We're all going along. It's the curiosity factor. It's a FIFA event, and it's one of the biggest events in the world. Well, football is the biggest sport in the world. Uh, women's sports growing at an exponential pace. Uh, we only need to look at rugby to see what's happening there. And I've only watched a wee bit of it, Andy, but I, I certainly must say, you know, like the, the skill level and the goal that Hannah Wilkinson got against Norway would be right up with anything in the uh, EPL. That was a great goal. So, you know, I think the standard of football is pretty good. I'm looking forward to going along. I must say, I don't think I've ever been to a football match for 90 minutes, Andy. And the problem I've always had with football watching it, and I watch World Cup finals and FA Cup finals, is that you sit for a hell of a long time for one for goal. One goal. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, that's the, I, I know that the purists will say there's uh, great plays and this and that, and it's how many shots on goal, but to have a 1-0 ain't that exciting because we're spoiled in rugby and rugby league or netball. We see lots and lots of scoring. I've been to one game properly. That was back in 2009. I went to Wembley. It had just opened. Luton Town, who my mate supported, were in the final of the Johnston Cup, Johnston Paint Trophy final against Scunthorpe United. They won 3-2. And as we know, Luton Town went up to Premiership, the Premier League sorry, starting in a couple of weeks' time. As a Luton fan, I am fuzzing at the bung. Fuzzing at the bung. Fuzzing at the bung. <laughs> fuzzing at the bung. Context. Well, I, I, I've been to Wembley, Andy, but uh, only to have a look around on a guided tour of the stadium. It's a magnificent stadium now, especially with uh, the big arch. And just to go along to any sporting event, I tell you what, it's like going along 
Uh, to the MCG, where obviously the All Blacks are tomorrow night and watching a game of it's AFL. Epic. Yeah, it yeah. is epic. And AFL's a really good sport to watch. It's brilliant. Um, I love it. it. Is, yeah, and I parked myself down there when my daughter was at Monash University and uh, the females went shopping. I made my way to the MCG, spent half a day at the uh, sports museum there and then watched Collingwood play the Gold Coast, I think it was, and there was 50,000 people in there. It was only half full on a Sunday afternoon. Plonked myself down beside an Aussie, bought a beer, said, do you mind if you explain to me the rules? He was a great bloke. He'd driven eight hours to watch Collingwood, yeah. eight hours. Takes him a day to get there and a day to get home from way out the back of beyond and sort of near South Australia. Um, and he was great. And AFL's great. So anyhow, look, it's all about sporting occasions. And I know your boys will love it and they'll always remember at the time mum and dad took them to a FIFA Cup, uh, World Cup game. Good on you, Jamie. We'll leave it there. Appreciate your time. See you, Andy. Coming up next on a Friday afternoon on The Muster, we catch up with Mark Delatour. He is CEO of Open Country.